Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, the Fallout Way podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. Pod on cast rival is actually a, a pretty decent pun, like like inserting it. There's just like no way to casually say it. Like this this is <laughs> this is one of the Fallout Boy songs that isn't like a full sentence, I could say. So it's just it's, yeah, it has rifle. the opposite effect of the things that's been killing Joe's jokes lately, which is that normally the titles are too long. Yeah. This one is, in fact, too <laughs> short. Usually there's too many options, and I just pick the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> this time there was one great option. I just can't fit it into a, a joke structure. Although, I have been thinking about it since I, since I named the, the group chat for a guest who I'll introduce about, I don't know, five minutes or so. Uh, I, I, I have been thinking about the idea of a cast rival like do do i have a podcast rival as as a host of podcasts do i have someone who is like my my the the blue to my red the gary to my my ass <laughs> i don't in podcasting but i do like in life okay that's fair uh saker do you have a pod do you have a cast rival oh thank god i can speak now oh good because i had so much <laughs> i wanted to chip in on i do not have a cast rival but if you're looking for one it's all been done <laughs> formally volunteers to be the uh, the Sugar We're Going Down podcasting rival. I mean, honestly, that does kind of check out. Yeah, I mean, we appeal to literally opposite demographics. <laughs> it's uh, old boomers versus... Uh, actually, I was going to say, like, young people, but people who listen to Fall Out Boy aren't really young anymore, are they? They're all mid no, to late that, 20s. that's the thing. Like, they went on tour with, uh, with Weezer and... Oof. What was it? Green Day. Was it? Green Day. And I was like, is, is Fall Out Boy dad rock? Oh, but like, no. But like, it's like poppy. It's like dad pop. Is that a sure. thing? Sure. Like, they're not it's quite. millennial dad rock. Uh, they're not quite like, you know, 90s. They're not like. Uh... Yeah. That truly depresses me because if Fall Out Boy has graduated to dad <laughs> rock, that means Bare Naked Ladies are grandfather rock at this point, which means that my show is <laughs> truly for retirement homes. And that is all. <laughs> Which is no, which is fine. I don't know. It's, it was like BNL is like still around and sure, yeah, sure. And and like I mean, Joe makes a bare naked ladies joke literally at least once a week. So one mm. one week is just so fun to reference, though. <laughs> you almost just did, Caitlin. When you said once a week, you were so close, like right <laughs> there really on the was, precipice. But I studiously avoided it. <laughs> it. It's it's been one week since I've referenced the band Bare Naked Ladies, but I Done. I. <laughs> I uh I don't I don't know like the, the the range of dad rock I feel like rather than switching from mm. like a, a decade to a decade I just feel like it gets bigger like I still consider Faith No More dad rock even though it's you know the further we get away from sure. the nineties yeah I also still consider like the Rolling Stones to be dad rock sure dad is like in a just like such a a huge category, I think. Yeah, well, that checks. I mean, because if you turn on, like, the, the classic rock station, it used to be, like, Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin, and now it's it truly is, like, Weezer. And so everything is aging up, and meanwhile, nothing ever goes away. So soon <laughs> we will just be... Classic rock radio stations will just be, like, 70 years of music, which is a nightmare. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the thing. Like, the term classic rock, I think, just means less uh, yeah. every year. Yeah, I I mean it's it's just indicative I think of as certain generations age and become in the position to say what is and isn't good. They just say our stuff's good. Everything after a certain point <laughs> sucks shit. Sure. And I guess like for for a generation, yeah, like uh it's weird to see Fall Out Boy grouped in with the the Green Days and the Weezers because they have so drastically evolved their sound away from that like like you know we're gonna talk about dead on arrival today which is like very early 2000s has that kind of like that sound that is comparable to those groups but like now like mania is is not that you listen to mania and you say that's a dad rock band i'm like i'm I'm confused a little bit and and, and saker I'm, I'm assuming you haven't heard much of mania because when we asked uh the <laughs> the the orange groves uh collective as a whole like i don't know maybe a year ago Hey, if anyone wants to be on Trigger We're Going Down podcasting, just let us know what song. And you sent us a screenshot of the five Fallout Boy songs you like. <laughs> that's that's correct. Dead on Arrival was one of them. I think I don't remember the other ones, but I think we had done some of them. Like I think Sugar We're Going Down was one of them. I believe so. It's Thanks for the Memories is uh, surely on there. Um, besides yeah, for we, that, when we did that for my birthday. Oh, there you go. Year? <laughs> Last year, it would have yeah, it would have been. 
besides for that, oh my goodness. I, I mean, I could I could look it up right now if if uh, if we loved Dead Air. Um, if you guys are super <laughs> into that, <laughs> yeah, sugar, we're going up. Dance, dance. Thanks for the memories. This ain't a scene. It's an arms race. And this song. So are, are those their hits? I don't know. I literally have no idea. Those all all, all of hits. them except for this one, I would say, are huge <laughs> radio singles. Um, but like this one, I feel like I feel like once they got to Cork Tree, their second record, and uh, Infinity on High, their third record, Dead on Arrival kind of fell out of pop single status. Okay. The only songs like, I, th- I would say like this one's in third place behind Saturday and Grand Theft Autumn which is tracks two, three, and four on this record. <laughs> okay. But I, I I feel like this one has kind of fallen off, like, the singles from this record that people really care about in the year of our Lord 2020. Wow, wild. Because, I mean, I don't want to tip my hand early or anything, but this song fucking slap. Like, this song is so I love it. good. I am super into it. Is this Wait, is this from their first album? Their first, like, full length. Yeah, Caitlin's oh, okay. a, big, a big stand for their EP before this that, that <laughs> okay. they consider a record. Okay. I'm a big stand for it with the caveat that it's been several years since I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up a lot of this podcast as uh, I don't think it's a, a record and Caitlin does. Sure, okay, got I it. I do think it's a record. It remains to be seen if it's actually still good or not. Like, oh. three of the songs ended up on this one, which is kind of where I draw the line of, like, all right, this is their this is their studio record. Sure, sure. Okay. Was was that on arrival on their EP? I'd have to yes. look it up. Yes. <laughs> it Good. Was. Okay. Because yeah, I can tell. Because here's how I can tell is that this song, uh, I don't want reeks because it's the opposite of reeks. This song sniffs prettily like a <laughs> like a freshman effort. Like they've been practicing as a band for like two years, and they were like, we have like seven fucking great songs. And we're just gonna like blast off. Like this is something we've we've had in the works for years now. Because everybody's sophomore effort is like, oh, the first one was so good, so now we have to do another one in a year. But this one just feels so powerful and fun and interesting, and it it definitely has that new energy to it. This uh this was their uh their first like commercial single, and I think like whoever made that decision nailed it. Uh, because as much as uh, you know, Grand Theft Autumn and Saturday are also extremely strong singles. Like this one, this one kicks your teeth and is like, oh shit, who are these guys? <laughs> For sure. I, also, can I say real quick, I now know what it's like to be on the other end. I don't know if I've ever been on a, a really a music podcast before, but hearing you just rattle off titles and albums, I'm so fucking lost. This is what guests <laughs> feel like on my show. When we're like, oh, Silver Ball is blah, 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 but Maroon had this and Falling for the first time. I'm just like, oh, yeah, Grand Theft Autumn. That's a pretty cool title. <laughs> is that a song? <laughs> I hope so. That's a good one, too, because I could switch it up and say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is great right before Where Is Your Boy on the record. But, like, Grand Theft Autumn <laughs> and Where Is Your Boy are the same song. Ooh, it's a real uh, 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 foreplay long time uh, scenario. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's just a slash down the title. They couldn't make up their mind. There's no parentheses <laughs> it's, it's just both wild that there's no parent it's just a slash yeah oh my goodness i wish i i wish they would have explored other punch like a semicolon that would have been great for a like God. we can't figure out which one to do i feel like i'm, I'm kind of surprised fallout boys never pulled some semicolon shit like mm-hmm. <laughs> i i just it hit me while describing that to you that it's so often when like you because you compared it to four play long time i was like oh mm. yeah that song has like an intro section it kind of feels like those are two titles for both parts of the song. And I was like, Grand Theft Auto literally just has two titles they couldn't pick between. Oh, like, I see. <laughs> there is no differentiation point in the, like in any part of that song. It is one pop single that has two titles. Oh, that sucks. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure the song is great, but that sucks. I, I almost wonder, because like, Where Is Your Boy is like a line in the song. And Grand okay. Theft Auto is just like a thing that sounds cool. So I, I wonder it. how much of that was like, they, they just like one person, like, it's, I don't know, like maybe how some kids get middle names because one parent's just too attached <laughs> to one. Well, I wonder truly if it was a, uh, uh, a studio decision, because I know later on their titles are just gibberish, right? So back then it could have been like, we want to name this Grand Theft Autumn. And the studio's like, you got to name it the chorus is, is where's your boy part of the chorus, I assume. Yeah. Well, then, it's, also, yeah, so it's also like the first line in the song. So I feel like, yeah, people are like, oh, you hear it on the radio. You gotta, you gotta yeah. know. You gotta be able to type into Napster, where is your boy? And the song has to pop up, right? Like Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. nobody would ever guess that. And as they became more popular, maybe the studio was like, eh, fucking whatever. We don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, you, I mean, yeah, like later on, you get um, uh, off of Infinity on High, their third record, they have a title called I'm Like a Lawyer with the Ways I'm Always Trying to Get You Off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Big oh, difference boy. between Where Is Your Boy <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that or uh, A Little Less 16 Candles, A Little oh, More Touch Me. Ridiculous. Which Love is just it. pop culture references built into itself, <laughs> like Ouroboros. Sure. Um, but yeah, this is their, this is their first single. As a as a like a, a band on a on a record or on a on a label with a record mm-hmm. on a label, and yeah, I, I agree with your aforementioned uh, observation that it fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's so it's big. I love how big it is. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got so much energy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 three minutes fourteen seconds, and it feels like a minute and a half of song just because it kind of just flies by you. I felt like. Oh. That's the Homestuck number. I know that means nothing to either of the people oh, on this call. But... Oh, it most certainly <laughs> does, my friend. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't oh. know this about you, Sager. I'm so oh, sorry, Caitlin, that this I'm is a, the whole podcast now. I, I'm a John Vriska shipper until the end. I'll just hang up and y'all can just <laughs> do your thing. Please, no. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't want this to turn into this, but I <laughs> I just, it's, it's like uh, Wheels recently tweeted, like, they can't see the word memorized anymore. And uh, (laughs) 314 and 413 are like that for me. And 1111. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) 2113. Yep. Oh, no. What's happening? I'm sorry. (laughs) I did get you off off track here. Uh, Dead on Arrival. Caitlin, how do you feel about the song? Uh, Yeah, I also think that it shreds. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's, (laughs) it's, It's definitely like, I totally agree with Saker that like, you can tell it's kind of like, baby band going hard but i like that mm. yeah it, it good good song <laughs> good song is good <laughs> it, it sounds the way the cover art for this record looks oh i need to look yes at... it does is this that blue cover art the yes the, one of them also oh i wholeheartedly disagree really really it, the, the way caitlin described like baby band going hard that is that is oh. how i would describe this and i like it i'm not saying sure. that as a, in a negative way um, sure. Although I although I have <laughs> I have previously said Pete Wentz's like Nightmare Before Christmas watch is very funny. Um, <laughs> also also that he is referred to as like th- they're they're Peter and Andrew here and and Joseph as opposed to how they never went by their full names ever again except for Patrick. <laughs> Ridiculous. Hey, speaking speaking of the members of the band, I did watch the video and I'm sure we'll get to that. But who is the certified hunk of a guitarist? Uh, I'm sure you're talking about Joe Troman. I may be. I'm going to look him up right now because he certainly is a, a, a cutie. He's a cool, cool, cool person. He, he is. He has aged so gracefully into just uh, exuding. A disaster man. Yeah, he exudes <laughs> the exact energy that he has at all times. Um, I don't know if you would like this song, Saker, but I recommend just like maybe on mute watching the video for their song Uma Thurman. Okay, <laughs> I, I will do that. He's, he's great in that. Um God. Anyways, yeah, Dead on Arrival. Dead on Arrival. Here's how I know this song. The reason I know this song, and I didn't even realize that it wasn't a, a popular song, because it was on Rock Band. This was the yes. Fall Out Boy song that came on Rock Band 1, and I kind of fell in love with it through that. 2007. I didn't realize how long Rock Band had been around. <laughs> Christ, really? Forever. For 100,000 years. Oh, my God. It does feel like Rock Band has always existed somehow. <laughs> and we'll even, even though it came after Guitar Hero and that is that was in my life first, it does yeah. like, yeah, they've just both been around forever. Yeah. And uh, this is this is one of the songs where the drums were just so much fun to play. I they were just so fast and so fun. But yeah, this, you know, I, I, I feel like I've been listening to dumb Bare Lady songs for podcasts for so long that the the intro of this song even was like somebody hitting me with like a cattle prod. Like, it's just so, I don't know, it, it jolts you for sure. Yeah, it really, it really starts in it. There's no, there's no build up to it, mm-hmm. which is nice. It is, uh, it's very interesting to think of this being like the Fallout Boy song and Rock Band because when I'm, when 4 came out, Rock Band 4, just to like, to look at the, the difference in, in, the top 40 charts between 2007 and i'm gonna guess 2012 or some shit uh the the fallout boys no it would have been later than that because the fallout boy song in the the rock band 4 release is centuries which is uh not energetic at all (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not it's not not energetic but i feel like compared to this it puts me to sleep man i i i didn't know there was a rock band 4 somehow and i'm looking through the track list now 
and <laughs> it is wild. Like there's yes. Uptown Funk is on mm-hmm. it as well as the Proto Men. And yeah, that was a big deal when they got Light Up the Night in there because I paid attention to the Proto Men during those years. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. How bizarre. It's fine because if you paid attention to the Proto Men during 2013 to 2014, you know their whole oeuvre. They haven't changed since, so you're nope. good. <laughs> oh, man. Version 3 when? Uh, never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I was, I was uh, visiting in Florida like one summer and I saw my friend Mark play two shows. Um, one of them was opening for the Proto Men. And I remember talking to him later and he's like, I'm the only person here who can play two entirely different sets in the same week. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's true. Is this Mark with a C? Yes. Oh, I know. Okay, got it. Yeah, we do have a, a similar friends group, I think. I had a feeling. Yeah, Mark's, a, Mark's so yeah. good. Yeah. That we could, we could just keep talking about things that Caitlin doesn't know <laughs> I'm so about. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm just vibing. I I like listening to people be excited about things. You're listening so. to your podcast. Do you ever get to do this? Like, <laughs> oh, I listen to. I do actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, I listen to my podcast at two times speed because I'm so sick of it. Once I fucking edit it, it's the worst. Oh, see, <laughs> but you still listen. Show. Yeah, I, I have to because, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't edit this show, but I do listen to every podcast I'm on just so that I can hopefully one day be better at podcasting. Uh, it's a uh, valuable part of the process. Oh, for sure. Dead on arrival. Like launching into a solo one minute into the song felt gutsy <laughs> as fuck to me. And it's such a, a tremendous driving solo, too. Um, that guitar just it shreds so hard. It does. It's weird that, like, this record is trying so hard and nailing it, and then they try something entirely different for their second record, and I don't feel like they nail it as much. There are people who, I mean, like, obviously there are the singles on Quirk Tree that people love, and I, I myself among them love, because, like, uh, I mean, Sugar, We're Going Down is one. Thanks for the memories is on Infinity on High, but... Yeah, see, those those all feel somewhat similar to me. Not being a, a connoisseur, I feel like those all kind of have the same. I guess I'm just also not educated enough in pop punk to be like to pick out the minute differences between them, though. I, I think "Thanks for the Memories" is like going into these like darker, like less analog tones that sure. I think were kind of. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong in pointing the catalyst at uh, "Panic at the Disco," but it does feel kind of like it starts there. Hmm. Yeah, might, they, they might be ripping off someone that, else. But, yeah. I think that like Infinity on High is low key kind of like Fallout Boy saying, "What if we did our take on what Panic and MCR do?" Mm-hmm. And I think it fucking slaps. I think <laughs> I, I I think My Chemical Romance has has kept their crunch longer than any of those other bands. Oh, like, absolutely. Even yeah. even Killjoys had had more. I think uh, as as much as they were bringing in the electronic sides of it, I do think they stayed closer to their core like i mean again like they stopped and this band went on to make a literal electronica (laughs) yeah no i think my my, pulling the mcr in i think is more for like the darker like subject matter which i mean it's always been dark subject matter but it's usually like targeted at someone else and infinity on high feels more like introspective yeah i think uh, because i'm when i'm thinking of like darker like sonic tones i think um I I think MCR has this like well their their first record's just actually a late nineties emo record and it fucking rules. But like mm-hmm. once they once they got more into that like commercial mainstream space, they 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 kept that energy, but it was like through this weird, almost Burton esque like dark humor that I think uh Panic kind of did, and then songs like Thanks for the Memories kind of had those like dark hits. Um, but then, like, still, they they would bring in their their crunchy guitars for the chorus. But yeah, I do I do think "Thanks for the Memories" feels like a they became friends with the the Panic Boys at some point. Mm-hmm. Which we know they did because Brendan Yuri has been in so many music videos for them. Yes, well, now he is the only Panic Boy. But <laughs> uh, yeah, he he is. He's probably been I would say half of Fall Out Boy's music videos if I had to guess. Is he in the ice cream video? I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure that video was made in, like, 30 minutes on a Saturday. That doesn't mean Brendan Yuri couldn't be there. <laughs> I, 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 I really feel like that video was just made on, a like, a, an afternoon when they were on tour. So I, yeah, I, probably. I, I, I just think can't they've... remember. It seems like something he would have been in, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if that's true. My brain is just like, that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. I don't know. Maybe he's going to, like, travel back in time to make sure he's in all of them at some point. 
I feel like the way 2020 is going, if someone were to get time travel powers, it would be Brendan Urie. And it would be like, <laughs> not like a complete, like, front against God, because he's not like the worst person in the world. But like, it would be so wasted. Like, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't make anything worse. It would just be frivolous garbage, like putting himself in the de- Dead on Arrival video. I mean, who knows? It may have already happened. I mean, that's why he's in it. It's, I mean, uh, that's is, why. Is he in it? Uh, have we just... I, have we crossed through a time hole? He's always been in it in my memory. I don't know. Are you Shit. in the, the Bernstein or the Berenstein universe? <laughs> I am watching the Uma Thurman video right now, and it is a delight. Just FYI. Good. Yes. It is, it, it is a delight. I, I, I have, that song itself has grown on me, but I've always thought the video was charming. <laughs> Dead on arrival. If we, if we don't have any more like actual music discussion, we can probably start getting into the lyrics. Yeah, well, I just one more thing for me, and it was my shining light in a song full of shining lights. Is <laughs> I'm such a fucking sucker for the lo-fi vocals into solo singer that I feel like a lot of bands did in like early 2000, where uh, man, it's just such a powerful one-two punch of it's it's such a cheap way to gut punch your listener is is that that solo singer and then all the instruments coming back in. But it did give me a chill every time. It's it's so good. I feel like I have more notes, but they're all like, this was so good. That was so good. <laughs> they are not interesting or noteworthy at all. They're just like, hey, cool song. Those notes are good, though. Those are always <laughs> valid notes to be like, this fucking rules. Uh, so- sometimes I'll edit songs and I'll be like, how did I not mention this like layered vocal that is yeah. just like uh, transcendent? But yeah, I, I think the-, the the lo-fi vocals on this song are good. I like the crowd vocals from... Mm-hmm. I can't pick out Pete's voice, so I'm assuming it's all of them screaming when they scream. Because at this point, I just know Pete's voice maybe too well. <laughs> um, but there's just, yeah, the song just has like an infectious high energy that never lets up. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's in and out three minutes and it doesn't like, it's not even like it slows down for the bridge. It just kind of like keeps that energy going, but in like a slightly different way. I'm not sure if this is lyrics or not, but can either of you tell me what is being said at the end of the song? There's like I have no idea. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was an in-joke or something or what. I mean, it probably is. It literally is. just sounds like one of them yelling, and I don't know why. Okay, all right. <laughs> just checking. Yeah, no, it's not just you, Saker. I, I'm, I'm playing it over and over again right now. It sounds I like listened to it so on. many times, and I just, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it sounds like Get On, but the way it, like weirdly distorts it i almost think it's like something backwards good i thought it was alan or something i don't know i don't know hello this is now joe editing the podcast i'm going to play the clip we're referring to from the end of the song normally here get on and now i'm gonna play it backwards and i guess it kind of sounds like they're saying gnarly in a bad austin powers accent i don't think it's fucking anything but <laughs> get at us on twitter or the discord if you think it's something if you if you're a listener and you know let us know follow our twitter at swgd pod <laughs> and let us know whatever the fuck is at the end of this song dead on arrival <laughs> see now that i know caitlin that you keep track between episodes i'm like should i do i go is it my turn to do to start or it is your turn okay then i will start by reading verse one now and it says, Hope this is the last time. Cause I never say no to you. This conversation's been dead on arrival. And there's no way to talk to you. This conversation's been. Hope this is the last time, because I'd never say no to you. This conversation's been dead on arrival, and there's no way to talk to you. 
this conversation's been dead on and in the pre-chorus uh i won't start reading but it actually isn't just arrival i kind of like that play on words that they do but it's a great twist i I, i'm not sure if they worked backwards from like a rivalry to arrival but it is cool wordplay i like it very good i like the the way patrick kind of like barks out the title and it's not like just it's not like in the chorus it's not in it's not in this like refrain it's not like we're stopping or ending a chorus with it we're just shoving it in the verse and doing that twice it's good (laughs) it is good i agree Also, I can relate to a conversation being dead on arrival. Yeah, I definitely love the. I agree with Saker about the wordplay. And I also just love the the idea of like knowing that a conversation is like, I like the idea of it, the because the, I'd never say no to you. And also the idea that the conversation is dead on arrival. So like knowing like, just like, no, like, I feel like everyone has been in a conversation where like, you know, that it's like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, whether you want it to or not. Yeah. Yeah, like as as it unfolds, uh, you know, the the song kind of becomes more about a relationship, but even just like in the in the space where that hasn't been brought into it, just like I will I I can't just not talk to you, but there is no point. I get nothing out of this. <laughs> yeah, and I and like because I never say no to you, I already know like how this is going to end up. I wanted to, and I'm not sure if you guys ever like do like a whole read of a, a, a read of the song as a whole, but like I, I don't know if this is the appropriate place to talk about this, but like was this song nice or is it creepy? That is the question we ask in most episodes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> er, early Fallout Boy is like like they're writing a lot of songs about breakups, and some just really fucking cross some lines. Which I love that this is the one that Saker was like, "Is this questionable?" Because like. <laughs> I know that you're super not familiar, but like most, so many of them are so much worse. The one that we just did was was awful. awful. <laughs> well, this one, I mean, it's not like terrible, but it feels creepy because I think there's a couple reads. I think there's maybe a, a not really romantic read, but a read where they're both mutually interested in each other, but maybe they want different things. But the read that made more sense to me is that like he's interested in her, but he's like. He knows they don't match, um, but he's just going to be persistent. Like, I know that, you know, the conversation that we have is going to be dead. I know I'm not your favorite record, but God damn it. I'm just going to keep putting, like, trying and try. Like, it felt a little weird. I don't know if that's a, a valid read for this or. I think that reading is definitely valid once we get into the chorus. Sure. Yeah. Also, I will save my my comments for the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can read the pre-chorus and the chorus because the pre-chorus is only two lines. So the pre-chorus says, A rivalry goes so deep between me and this loss of sleep over you. And then the chorus says, This is side one. Flip me over. I know I'm not your favorite record. The songs you grow to like never stick at first. So I'm writing you a chorus and here's your verse. And so, yeah, with the chorus, I could definitely see your reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is one of those situations where I'm like, Oh no, am I relating to an early Fall Out Boy song? I hate that. <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate that like in in my life I have had an experience that I, that is comparable to this. But I especially too thinking back to this being like their first record and then being so young writing it, I think it's easy to wrap your head around that situation of being like, there's like something here. Maybe if I, like maybe they will grow on me as a person because like I, I, I could see either Pete or Patrick being, like, young and, you know, this person isn't really my type, but they're showing so much attention in me that, like, that's in itself almost alluring, so they're just kind of sticking with it, mm-hmm. um, and just being like, maybe maybe they'll grow on me, maybe I'll like them if I just spend enough time with them as a friend, and then, like, the song is just kind of about that liminal space, I don't think it really has a conclusion of, like, I de- then I decided not to do that or it was like <laughs> I, I realized i was stringing someone along i didn't have feelings for and that sucked it's just it's just a song about that that tiny moment in time or or maybe large moment in time who really could say but uh that that situation oh and i i i'm a sucker for the the i'm not your favorite record metaphor and the the chorus and verse it's or side one flip me over i think especially is where i'm like yeah Uh, yeah use 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 physical media as a representation of your your personality do it do it yeah the chorus i always thought it was the songs you go to write 
So now oh. I think I definitely read it more like Saker does. Because mm-hmm. in that interpretation, I was like, I know I'm not your favorite record. Meaning, like, I know you like you don't like me, but like, or like who I've ended up being. But like, the songs that like you're writing don't stick right now, but they will eventually. And you'll kind of get it and be on that page eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, that is not the case yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's weird it it feels like if if he pushes hard enough then eventually she will like him uh which is weird and i'm assuming the genders of the people but the partner if if he if he pushes hard enough the partner will like him um also he's implying that his b side is more interesting than his a side which is a, just a weird implicit <laughs> like i hope you're a hipster i hope you don't like men who you know, have conventional attractiveness because boy, once you get to know my B side, you're gonna be a real <laughs> romantic interest hipster. You're gonna you're gonna love it. They they have gone back to this metaphor a couple other times. Oh like, no. <laughs> uh, and that's like I don't know, it's it's interesting. I don't think it's like in like Fall Out Boy is a band that has made so many like songs metatextually about their own fucking career where I'm mm. like, uh yeah, them going back to the same metaphor isn't super hackneyed is kind of just like interesting at least for me to see how they used it in fucking 2003 versus 2015 <laughs> or whatever speaking of meta i mean the him him ending with chorus with with so i'm writing you a chorus and here's your verse let's hop they back love that the shit <laughs> they love that shit so it's simultaneously so so like just basic and dumb but also very funny to me in some weird way and i i do kind of like it it's 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 like cheesy and corny but like it plays so it's fine yeah 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 although and but i don't understand the metaphor at all like i'm writing you a chorus so like i'm writing you something that you're gonna love everybody loves the chorus and also here's the part that you have to slog through to get to i don't know (laughs) like uh, that that metaphor was lost on me yeah i don't know exactly what it means beyond the literal (laughs) sure Whereas at least like the the flipping a record over is very clearly like, yeah, there's another side of me that you like a little bit more. Mm. It's also interesting like that the reading of like, like, I I know I'm not your favorite record, but also there is that that the situation is kind of defined by this other party coming to the speaker mm. um, and being like, you know, I'm not trying that hard. I know that, you know, there are other people you're more interested in, but I am like here and available. <laughs> Oh God! So, uh, boy, you've—I hate that you've made me fucking empathize with this. Cause like now I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, boy, Young Saker. If anybody showed a modicum of kindness or interest in me, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Well, now I have to figure out how to, you know, fall in love with this person because they like me. So I probably should like that. I don't know. Fuck, I hate that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome Ugh. yeah there's i there's a lot of things with media like that where i'm like this is hackneyed but also i don't know i was 17 <laughs> sure sure yeah i think the moral is just being a teenager sucks <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly yeah yeah there's there's a lot of songs where i'm like this completely sucks i know the situation it comes from but just like i don't know maybe don't release that one <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but this one's pretty like I don't. I don't think this one's questionable. It's, it's just kind of relatively a tame for them. Yeah. 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 There's no like. There's not like the, a third verse where it comes in and it's like I realized that you didn't like me as much as someone else, so I am now wishing harm upon you. Oh, which Jesus. is a thing that does happen in other oh. songs. Yikes. Uh huh. How did you guys pick Fallout Boy? I'm just curious why you <laughs> fell on Fallout Boy. Were you aware that they were like their lyrics were weirdly oh, problematic yeah. beforehand? Yes, okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. I think like Caitlin and I wanted to do a podcast together, and then realized that we had loves for Fallout Boy in sure. common. Sure. Uh, yeah, I've always thought like, oh yeah, this stuff's messy, but damn, does it go hard sometimes? Sure. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and I just always like they were like the first band like of choosing my own music that I really fell in love with. Mm. So I've just always loved them, but like I knew to doing the show that we were gonna like see how fucked up. To be fair, it is more fucked up than I thought. Yes. Right. I have I've learned quite <laughs> a bit on that front. There's a lot of there's a lot of songs that we have definitely learned the lyrics in real time <laughs> on <Got> the <it. laughs> podcast. Oh no. Yeah, I think I was I was always fascinated by like how they went from this record to Mania. Like I was like how like I was fascinated by the creative forces that they're still together and they are evolving with what's popular on the radio, 
and like pretty successful at it. Like obviously, like there's I I came into the podcast knowing oh I don't really like you know uh American Beauty as a record, but like Mania goes hard. Maybe they're worth analyzing. Mm. But then they put out Dear Future Self, and I think we both just. <laughs> hated that song so much <laughs> it fucking sucks yeah that, that that's the only song that we've done that was like brand new and we like did it immediately and we we're like oh no have we made a mistake <laughs> by <laughs> by uh by by committing ourselves to this band in this way but oh. i think i think i like more i i definitely like more follow-up boy songs than i dislike okay just curious just i don't know anymore i don't have the math skills um <laughs> to figure that ratio out but I got a Fall Out Boy lyric tattooed on me, so, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I somehow don't. Um, can I tell you a read that I had on this song? Are you, are you guys going to read off... Sorry, are you folks going to read off the rest of the, the, the verses and choruses? Is there anything new? Oh, wait, is the second verse... The second verse is slightly different? It's got a different two... Instead of hope this is the last time, it's no, it's not the last time, and that's the only change. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that for the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah, and then so and then I guess we can say that the bridge uh is like slightly different musically, but it's all lyrics from the chorus and then uh yeah, then sure. the chorus plays again. So yeah, I guess absolutely. Please tell us your reading. Because I, I think I, I mean I think there's some there's some pretty uh, facile. Not that facile is a bad thing. Reads to this song, but I think the the reads that were intended. But I was taking one final walk today before we hopped on uh, the record here, and I was walking. It's a beautiful day in sunny Ohio, um, and I was taking my my tiny son out for a walk in his stroller. Um, and I I I had picked a dandelion for him. I'm showing him different colors and different feels and stuff. Okay, I'm so sorry, Saker. This is a human child. This is a human child. Yes, it's true. Okay, this is okay. <laughs> a, I put I put my dog in a stroller. No, it's a human child. Listen, <laughs> my mother owns a dog stroller. <laughs> That's true. I I said that to be wild, but you're right. I'm, people do that and worse. So he carried it all the way home, and he presented it to my partner, and she was like, oh, thank you, that's so sweet, and he can't speak yet, so he immediately took it back, because that's what children do, and he tried to stick it in his mouth, and we both immediately said no, and reached out for it, and we took it from him, and he immediately burst into tears that did not subside for 15 minutes, and I realized that this song is kind of like a being a new parent in some ways 
number one, this conversation has been dead on arrival. I'd never say no to you. You cannot reason with a child. It is absolute. There's, there's no way to talk to you. This conversation. Uh-huh. I love that this is another thing that you and Joe have in common that I have no concept of. Oh, uh, human children. <laughs> yeah. Also, Saker and I have the same birthday. Yeah. What the fuck? Isn't that <laughs> Saker? Do you want to take my spot on the show and I'll go talk about bare naked ladies or some shit? I, we. I would love to do an April first uh, Orange Grove thing where we all switch shows. That would be great. Next April first. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd never say no to you because it's so. When you say no to them, especially when they're that young. They freak out like they don't know that, you know, not everything is going to be good for them. You shouldn't eat the shit that I pulled off of the lawn that is probably sprayed with pesticides (laughs) that I probably shouldn't have given you in the first place. This loss of sleep over you. If you've ever had a tiny human child, holy fuck, like there's (laughs) there's a lot going on there. There's just I felt like and then the chorus I had trouble rationalizing. And then I was thinking about like this is side one. Flip me over. I know I'm not your favorite record, but it's going to it's going to hit you eventually. Like. It's so hard being a parent of a new child. And then eventually you look back at some point, presumably, I'm not there yet. And you realize like, fuck, that was like fun and great and good. And like, you know, it, it, it grew on me. That side grew on me. So in some ways, I am 100% sure that Pete and Pat didn't intend for this. But <laughs> I think there's definitely a, a, a new parent read to this song. I would love to hear like a a slowed down acoustic version of this that's like pseudo lullaby now (laughs) i don't there's a there's some i don't know the name of the group that does it but there is someone some group out there that does like lullaby versions of pop and like pop punk i know there's like a wonder years lullaby record i believe the band is rockabye baby i have their radiohead cd it's very good that sounds about right yeah Yeah. (laughs) because i i regularly see the they did uh the wonder years first well first studio record i gotta get stoked on it's weird but they did a record called the upsides and called it uh the bedsides which is all oh, very, very cute. cute but anyway, yeah now now i want that for this now that you have put this <laughs> this this very specific reading into my mind which i think is a very good reading even though they were like i don't know, 19 you right yeah well it's not to say 19 19 year olds don't have kids obviously but uh <laughs> i know for a fact that they didn't yeah, I'm I, I'm surprised that there isn't a a now that all Fall Out Boy fans are graduating into their mid to late adultdom that there isn't some like baby. Oh, guess what? Rockabye Baby did lullaby renditions of Fall Out Boy. Hell yeah. Yup. And is this song on it? It is not. Fuck. Oh, well, but damn, there you go. I guess that's the thing. Like, it depends on the year at which point this falls out of the top 10 or right. whatever. Right. It's like, this is a song that I love a lot, but I don't know if it's in a particularly high ranking spot for me just because of how many other ones I think are very good. Sure. Like, there, I, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I love this song. It's middle of the pack just by virtue of how much I like other Fall Out Boy songs. Because s- they've just made too many. I, I, I totally sympathize with other bands, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but can you imagine playing the baby version of I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off for your child. <laughs> That's uh, you know up. that I actually that because the music part of it is actually fairly pretty. Uh, yes, okay, well, there you it's, go. that's the thing. It's actually like a really great love song. Okay, uh, right. it's just <laughs> Pete Wince especially, but uh, like they are so against sentimentality sometimes. Mm. Where or at least they were in those years where it's like yeah, they made this really like genuine love song. There's not really anything that rough in it there's a couple like lyrics that are rough but not because not like in the way that we were talking about with like you know towards another party not like violent sure sure yeah it's just kind of like kind of sad like i think that the relationship didn't work out kind of thing but yeah then they put that title on it and it's like can't you just can you just like (laughs) let it be good right no they can never let it be nice (laughs) and and now you know they on uh, the most recent record they had last of the real ones which is a pretty like that that doesn't have that problem. It's a pretty straightforward love song that doesn't have a a pseudo asshole title, but right. The the mid 2000s, no, they were they were <laughs> they were allergic to sincerity. A wild time. Yes. But uh even like thinking about the lullaby version, like that song does have a subtitle in parentheses. I feel like they should have just gone with that cuz it's just me and you. Oh, you much cuter. I don't know. SEO, they have to use the actual title. <laughs> Probably. Our podcast is called Sugar We're Going Down and for a reason, so. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else really to dig into the lyrics. Um, 
we can start talking about the video or any other notes you have written down, Saker. Yeah, that's I just went straight into the video as well. There's not much to talk about the video compared to some of our other episodes where there are like full-on narratives that we discuss mm-hmm. or visual decisions. This one's really just tour footage, but it's Yeah, it's charming. just tour footage. It's charming. I like it. It's fun. I I every every time we do a song from this record, I'm like, "Damn, I wish I was at some, one of those shows." I was <laughs> uh, you know, very young, but uh like yeah. Now, as a follow-up, we would have been monster young when when those shows were (laughs) happening. I'm I'm a baby. (laughs) I mean, you're a baby, and I'm older than you, but not like significantly. No, so there's an we would have. When did this? We would have been little little (laughs) chillins. I'm terrified to ask. When did this? When did this song come out? Uh, 2003. Oh, okay. I oh fuck. Okay, I'm I'm ancient. Never mind. I would have been graduating (laughs) high school. So. Whoops. No, we're, we're just very young. Uh, it is <laughs> nothing you did yeah. wrong. Sure, sure. It's not your fault. It's ours. We <laughs> were born too late. But yeah, like I, I, as I've grown into being a Fall Out Boy fan more and more and liking their early stuff, I'm like, man, I would give anything to see them at like a, you know, the venue, the smaller venues in my town, not like an arena, which is all they're ever going to play forever. Mm. Yeah, this this video made me like, it, it gave me like a, a, a faux nostalgia for it gave me a nostalgia for a like mm. a thing i didn't do and a time that doesn't have any appeal to me i was just like <laughs> fuck that looks fun and then i was like i don't actually yeah. give a shit but like it looks super fun <laughs> like like if, if if like in that opportunity you probably wouldn't have actually gone to the show but right. it is very fun to watch right yeah I would have gone to one show, taken one elbow, and been like, fuck this. God, I, uh, the only show I've, like, legitimately moshed at was, uh, it was, it, well, it was a Proto Men show, but it was a set that opened for them, uh, Math the Band the Band, Hell yeah. uh, was, was, was playing, and that, like, li- literally, like, I, I, I had never listened to their stuff before that, uh, I was just like, yeah, I've heard the name around, you know, my friends that I went with liked them, but literally, like, like this song, they just started their set, and I was like, I'm moving. I'm throwing my body <laughs> at my friends' bodies, and it was powerful. But yeah, there's the, the, the thumbnail of Pete having Patrick in a headlock is like <laughs> poorly aged things, but like then it stopped being poorly aged later. Oh, is there, yeah. is there history there that I don't know? Pete was just like uh, a destructive force to everyone, including himself, I for see. a few years. Gotcha. So it's just, like, interesting, like, looking, like, I wonder if people thought that was, like, a bad look in, like, the cork tree years. Sure. Pete wrote a book that we read and talked about and hate, but he says in that book that the that record was made in spite of him. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I feel like it colors a lot of my opinions of that record now, which is maybe... Sure. The subtext is already there on the record. There's sure. a lot of songs where I'm like, did you have to release this one? <laughs> I, under- I understand if you wrote something to cope with a rough situation, but I don't know, you don't got to release them all. Right, right. And I know, like, from my uh, very loose understanding of, of BNL, that, like, you're no, you're no stranger to Bad Boyfriend songs. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. The first three albums are just packed with, like, I'm a shitty boyfriend, sorry about that. Like, that, that is the, <laughs> the entirety of the first three albums. I love it! God, can you... Sisset dudes just got some fucking audacity on them. Absolutely. Did, 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 did BNL also switch into like weird, weird pseudo political stuff in the fourth record? Uh, Are these uh, the yes. same band? Yes, album four, Maroon, they super got into politics. It's all about W. Damn. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, our group think piece on how Fall Out Boy <laughs> is actually Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> it's called Maroon. Fucking their fourth record is like the re- has a red album cover. Oh my goodness! This so I is, think it might it might all be connected. This is some deep state shit. We really yeah. have to dig into this now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot. Call Andrew and Marn. It's time for the Fallout Boy ARG. Fallout Boy. I think they've had an AR, like a very small scale ARG, though. Have they? I feel like we talked about like a weird mania thing that happened, but I don't. If they have, we should petition to go on Argonauts for that. Yes, I think it was like on on par with like the Interstitial one, where it was like a single puzzle. And I then, don't care. And then the, re- the the solution was just like a trailer. <laughs> Joe, I want to be on Argonauts. Don't take this from me. Make a fucking ARG. That's how I did it. How? I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> Joe, I can't even read. <laughs> See, the real question is, is it is it Fallout Ladies or is it Bare Naked Boy? 
Like if they are the I same like bear, bear naked boy. Bear naked boy. Okay, got you. Bear naked boy is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also like bare naked ladies, but that's just different. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. That's another thing too. Both bands gendered. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. gender. Bare naked ladies. Fallout boys. Yeah. Bizarre. I there's there's a very strange trend of bands of all cishet men having like a name that is like girls or something. <laughs> Boy, I feel like we're really stretching credulity for a reason I'm on this podcast. Like, uh, Bernicke Ladies, yeah, they're the same band. Like, basically. <laughs> I don't think you need a reason yeah, it's true. to come on this podcast, actually. Now that I'm thinking. we got, Our first guest was Wheels just because they liked Elton John. Oh, done. I was like, he's on a Fall Out Boy song. Do you want to talk about that one? And they were like, yeah. Elton John is on a Fall Out Boy song? Yeah. Yeah. What? Save rock and roll, baby. <laughs> he's a bi- apparently he's a big fan. That is weird as hell to me. That is just... Oh, no, it's super bizarre. Okay, okay. I, was, I was prepared to, like, do a bit about it, and I was like, oh, that's literally just what Wheels did in our episode. Oh. I don't want to... Wheels... This is that yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, Save Rock, Save Rock and Roll is literally just Fall Out Boy being like, how many very strange pull, like, artist cameos can we get <laughs> on one album? It's... I, it's... It's a very weird meta album where they're like, let's just Courtney get Love big. is also there. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get big names and quote unquote rock and roll. And yes, yeah, like Courtney Love. Big Sean. Big wow. Sean, Foxes, uh, and Elton John. Well, you know, I hope Wheels knows that they are the only crossover between those Venn diagrams of Elton John fans and Fall Out Boy fans. So. Oh, they're not a Fall Out Boy fan. They're oh, just okay, my never friend. Mind. Never mind. Okay, then there is, there is no crossover. They're also, like, I don't think a huge Elton John fan. They just, like, like him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then those Venn diagrams are the most, they're on different pieces of paper. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm in the Venn diagram, I would say. But, Boy. I mean, look at me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad that we've uncovered some like deep truth about these two bands here oh, today. For sure, for sure. This is I, now we need to have you both on. We've had Caitlin on before. We've never had Joe on the podcast, so no. I was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just couldn't make it the day. Yeah, that, like everyone else was on that episode. Yeah, yeah. That was literally the first time I ever talked to Saker or Marn. It, oh, that was Marn too. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. Why well, we were new? I was already like, I've never talked to Martin before, but this is <laughs> that's fine. kind of that's one of the beauties of Champs in the Making is just like getting people in the same room together and yeah. having no necessary structure. Well, that was it was me. It was uh, Joe. You were like, "Hey, welcome to the Orange Groves," and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." Well, I guess we got to have like a party down episode. I don't know any of these people, but <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm trying. Imagine if like I was on that episode and we didn't figure out all the things we have in common like <laughs> so much later. Uh, we discovered them like during the course of the episode. We just did the Spider-Man oh. point at each other like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you two do the Spider-Man point at each other while Fallout Boy and Bare Naked Ladies also do the Spider-Man sure. point at exactly. each other. I've, uh, there's also been points where Wheels and I do Spider-Man points at each other though, so... <laughs> I mean, we went to the same college, and that was an accident. Like, that's not how we met. So, mm. um, anyways, I think is that is that it? Is that the episode? I can't think of anything else to say about this song. I think so. I think that's well. You told me to pair. Are we doing yeah. pair? We, we we can we can swing straight into that. Uh, sure. you're, Saker, you're one of the the lucky guests that I I tell <laughs> ahead of time. I think you're the only one. Uh, oh. no, Jory, Jory got the heads up, but their pick wasn't on Spotify, so they had to then make a second one on the pod. Oh, right. Okay. I deliberately, when you told me you were making a Spotify playlist, I, I had a song. I checked if it was on Spotify. It wasn't. So I doubled back. So <laughs> we are well prepared. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I told Jory the Spotify part. <laughs> um, I was just like, oh, yeah, we, Damn, we do. Saker pairing. got notes. Saker got a Spotify song. Yo, I'm, I'm set. I'm prepared. I am the VIP. I think I think you are the person who has done the most recordings with other guests than like anyone else on the network. I've only had one. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, not just Orange Grove people, but yeah, other guests yeah. in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to get a yeah. guest for every other episode, but goddamn, has it been hard in quarantine? We just haven't been doing guests at all. It's it's wild. It's wild to learn how many podcasters don't know how to podcast remotely. And or this isn't a knock real. on you. This is a knock on like every other show I listen to that just like stopped functioning oh yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like oh i do this all the time this is my life <laughs> right well it, all, all of my friends and loved ones are in other states i i usually i can i send a long email to guests like this is how generally we do it and uh, no naming names but an la comedian who i really enjoy i send it to him and he was like i don't 
understand. So what do you want? I don't understand what you want me to do. And I eventually was just like, you know what? Actually, we're super busy that day. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just gave up on him because I was like, I can't explain this any more than I already did. So. Oh, yeah. So we we connect on Skype or something. Yeah. Right. And then then you hit the record button (laughs) and uh, then you send me that MP3. And they're like, I I walk into a studio and I walk out and the show comes out. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, every week we pair a non Fallout Boy song with the Fallout Boy song of the week, and they're all added to a Spotify playlist. You can find a link to that in the show notes, or you can search FOB Cast on Spotify. Saker, you brought something for us. I what did. did you bring? Well, I felt pressured immediately to <laughs> to do BNL. Like, so I was like, do I? Do- I almost, I, I almost told you you didn't have to. Like, I almost wanted to put that qualifier <laughs> out there. I, I knew that you guys, you, you folks wouldn't be mad at me if I didn't choose one. But I felt like, so my initial thought, which I didn't end up choosing, was BNL's falling for the first time. Has the same sort of fast pace. Has the same feeling of young love. But I eventually went away from it. Then I, I was like, do I do another like pop punk? Because I know them from rock band. So I went out and found the Acrobrats, Daylight Dollar Short from Rock Band, which is another song that I love. But in the end, I decided the song that I wanted, uh, if only because I want more people to know about this band. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, it's a band called Don't Stop or We'll Die. And it's a the very song good is, name. It's a great name. Uh, the song is called Once in a While. And I think this pairs not one-to-one. Like, Falling for the First Time had kind of a one-to-one pairing of like, this is young love. Is it wrong? Is it right? We don't have the tools to deal with what we're feeling or, or understanding. Um, but I think once in a while, flash forward to like 20 years in the future of Dead on Arrival, right? I think the, the, the narrator of the song has worn down uh, his partner and they've gotten married. And now uh, the partner is regretting their decision and sort of like, talking about how you know they married too young there's fun out there to still be had and like they just want to go out and and experience something that's more right for them than this thing that they kind of fell into so i I wanted to play upon like the uh the i don't think we're right for each other but we're kind of doing it anyway sort of angle of this Mm -hmm. song and i also just i love this song so much that sounds good. I look forward to to listening to it. Yeah. For sure. Um that entire time I'm like trying to formulate a joke where like and then and then one of them really wants to move to LA and they just can't make it work and Randy <laughs> Newman does the score. But I was like, is that gonna is, is that gonna connect with anyone here? <laughs> how do I how do I make a joke about marriage story without saying the phrase marriage story? Okay. I just laugh whenever anyone says Randy Newman, so I was in, but uh it's fine. Wait, Randy, isn't that the toy story man? Yeah, yeah he's also a <laughs> How dare you reduce him to the Toy Story man? <laughs> it's very funny that like he wasn't he like his song for Toy Story 4 was nominated for an Oscar and not his score. I'm pretty sure not his score for mm. Marriage Story, where his song for Toy Story sounds like a Randy Newman parody. It is <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> Editing Joe is back again to say actually Randy Newman's score was nominated. I'm the wrong one. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the pod and for making a this episode probably would have been like 25 minutes if it was just the two of us because we would probably just say like yeah this song's good and we probably like whenever we have guests it's we usually are able to explain the context to people who don't talk about this band every wednesday right um so that's nice uh but thank you so much for for coming on and talking about it where could our listeners check you out if they don't already know sure thank you folks for inviting me it was a joy um I am in all sorts of places. My podcast, It's All Been Done, a Bannerkid Ladies podcast, is on the Orange Groves. Uh, you can check us out every Tuesday. Uh, we're covering every Bannerkid Ladies song in chronological order, not random order, which seems a lot more fun. Uh, we're just... The, the, we didn't want to like make the like the first half of the podcast good and the back half miserable. Hey! So we had... We Guess had to what? Do yeah, you fucking have the right idea. We are <laughs> we're about to be done with the salad days, and the rest of it is just us like walking through the endless swamps of bare naked ladies. So <laughs> stay strong. Stay yeah, strong. enjoy our our uh, eventual uh, madness. Um, so there's there's there. I have a band, Two uh, D Six Music. You could check them out. Two D Six Music dot com. I'm on another podcast, Tales of the Void Fair. It's a five E spell jammer uh, actual play podcast. Uh, do I have any other creative pursuits? Um, no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and this is the part where I lean away from my microphone and I yell, Caitlin! 
Yes, Joe. I had to remember which question it was time for me to to ask you. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on twitter.com at CGNARs. And if you want to read me, write mostly about video games, but sometimes other shit, you can go to uppercutcrit.com. Also, Joe sometimes is there. That's true. I've You can find myself on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh, I'm on a couple other podcasts. You can find them all on the same network as this one, uh, theorangegroves.com. I'm like trying to think of which ones to plug, and I just feel like I've done somehow I've done them all recently, <laughs> which isn't true. You but have like, like 45 podcasts. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, yes, but no. <laughs> I there was there was a point like I I feel like I've reached a ratio where I'm not like on ev- like I don't feel like I'm on every show on the network anymore. <laughs> so. But uh, Nervous Rex, my Evangelion show is going to be doing end of Evangelion soon. I'm looking forward to that uh final fantasy 10 has been going got on got it memorized and we just put out our monthly episode of they them theirs we talked about a bunch of bullshit i watched um (laughs) i watched a movie uh last minute where the main character is a trans woman who turns into a vampire and i was like well this has to be good and it's not really but um i i talked (laughs) about it in detail and like it's really good about the trans stuff it's bad about being a good movie (laughs) but i i I talked about (laughs) that well i mean like i would take that i would take at least it's not shitty in that way (laughs) yeah that's the that's yeah it's like super nuanced with everything except for explaining how vampires fucking work which is wild um anyways i I also talk about cloud address and some other stuff on that episode um so you can check that out that's they them theirs uh also this show i already said our twitter but i'll say it again since this is the plugs swgd pod uh sometimes we tweet about episodes sometimes we make shit posts more often than not, it's shit posts. Yeah. Sometimes we do both. Sometimes it's a shit post with an episode link if you're real lucky. That's when I'm really on my draft game. There's there's definitely been weeks where I couldn't think of anything funny and I just didn't tweet the episode. <laughs> I also have done that. It'll be like 10 a.m. on a Wednesday my time and I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> the window is passed. Yeah, our social media game isn't exactly bringing in listeners, but it's fine. Most people who end up there already I do. This is one of the few things I do with no attempt to make money or have engagement, <laughs> yeah. so... Very low stakes. Same, though. I uh, I always used to uh, to post my social media from my work, and now that I am not at work anymore, I don't... I just don't bother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I literally only made Joe let me make the Twitter account so that we could ship posts. Oh, perfect, yeah. And that was, like, I want to say, like, 15 episodes in <laughs> yeah because originally we weren't going to and then i was like i really want a place for us to just put stupid shit <laughs> okay now we get to lean away from the microphone again and say caitlin yes joe <sighs> is this more than you bargained for yet this one actually ended up being a little bit because uh seekers read did kind of throw me a little bit mm. yeah i was like yeah i know what this song's about and then i was like oh there's some deeper readings and then there was the the thing about the kid, which is also just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it was the first thing was about the the wearing someone down. The second one was the child thing. So I come prepared, truly, folks. Yeah. I come prepared. Yeah, Seeker just really made Seeker was the unexpected part <laughs> of this podcast, which is fucked up since I knew that he sure. was gonna be here. I am more than you bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh we will be back next Wednesday. And I don't know what song it is, so I can't make some cheeky remark about whether I like it or not. Um <laughs> But thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Sorry, born tongue. on a pirate ship born on a pilot ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.